You're listening to the CHN Radio Podcast. Make plans to be part of the Toonami 2019 meetup in Denver, Colorado. Join us for a pint at the Hogshead and Celtic February 22nd through 24th with our special guest, Warren Barton. Lee Mackham's allowed. How are you, the lads? I am your host, Greg Troxel, and we are here for an emergency podcast, your second one, so you're welcome, just off the bat there, and we are going to talk about Antonio Barreca. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to be pronounced correctly, but I am going to call him Barreca for now. That's that's what I'll do, <laughs> and uh, let's let's we're going to go over some of his history, like where he came from, how did he get to this point, um, some of the impact that he's had, and then... Also, how do I see him fitting in at Newcastle United? So um, stay tuned. This is going to be some good stuff. I think starting with Barreca, I think some of the things I'm going to say people are going to disagree with, I feel. And it's just my evaluation of a, of a player. I, I, I'm rooting for him. I think I wish him nothing but the best. And I think Rafa is going to be brilliant for him. But um, there's some things that, that I see differently than what other people say they like about him. So let's let's get into it. So um, if you don't know anything about Antonio Barreca, um, let's let's start with this. So I I follow Torino is is a club that I just follow. I wouldn't say I'm a supporter of, but I follow certain clubs just to stay in touch with other leagues to see what's happening. And, and Torino's a club I kind of keep an eye on. And he started at Torino in Turin and came up through the youth ranks. And it was July. Of 14, that he had his first loan spell announced where Torino sent him to Citadella. Um, he had a good loan spell there, was loaned out again the year after to Cagliari Calco, and then after that was his first season at Torino. So his first season at Torino is, is where I really wanted to start. So this is where he made his name, essentially. Um, he was like the starting left back for Torino at the age of and he made a, a pretty instant impact with the club. So he had made 27 total appearances and the, and was starting in all but two of the matches that he was playing in. Um, he was either on the bench, and there was one match he missed due to injury. It was actually a fever. But the rest of the matches, he was on the bench. So 27 appearances, 25 of them starts. So he was the starting left back for Torino. And they had a had a pretty good year there, and a lot of it was due to their striker. Um, you may have heard of Andre Bellotti. He is a powerhouse, and I would say I would kind of tie in Barreca's. 
emergence to Pilates success. So one of the things that I noticed with Newcastle United is, or just the announcement of him coming on from a loan to buy, is that he is very good moving forward with the ball and swinging the ball into the box and, and making something happen out of nothing. So this is where I guess that idea started. Now I would say, and I'll get into it a little bit later, I would say that I, I don't rate that part of his game. But this is where it started. So Torino, that's what he would do. They were a very at attacking team, just naturally, because they had one of the best strikers in the world. And Blatter, he was scoring outrageous pace that year. And it started with just him start after start after start. They were winning, 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 or, or being very competitive against top clubs. And and if you're a starter at Torino, you know, you're starting for a mid-table Serie A side, even high mid-table Serie A. They're not in Europe or anything, but they're a good side. And that says a lot about Fereca is that he has potential that is, is extremely high if he's already playing at this level at such a young age. But some of the, the work that he was accredited, accredited for, he did thanks to Pilate. Uh, he, has, he had two assists in the league, but a lot of chances were created and a lot of goals were scored off of his initial attacks. So this really, this season, and it was the 2016-2017 season, really put him on the map uh, for clubs. And he was kind of, he was being targeted as, as a top defensive youth talent in, in global football. So it was, it was the following year, actually, he, it was supposed to be his big year. And this is where it kind of broke down for him. So he had a lot of muscular problems arose in the start of the next season. And he never really recovered from it. And actually he missed he missed four straight games, came into like one sub-appearance of one start and did not do well at all in either. And then that third match he came in and got sent off for a red card and just didn't appear for a little bit. Sent to the U19s, came back to a sub-appearance and really just kind of rode the bench for the rest of the season. And this like sent down to the U19s and injury part that happened in November, literally from, from December of 2017 to May of 2018, he only appeared in four matches. Sorry, five matches total from that time. So in the span of five months, he appeared in four matches and started neither of them, played less than 45 minutes in all but, but one. Um, so that, that was a big concern is, you know, what happened in that moment for me? Like what was the muscular problem? And then he came in, got a straight red suspension, and then was out and then put down to the U19s, which was odd. That could have been just a, a thing they maybe wanted to freshen him up or he was still having issues with the muscular problems. So they said, hey, why don't you get a run in with the U19s and see what happens. But that's something that really uh, highlights to me what went on there. What, what was the biggest uh, situation that, that would, what would cause that? So then it was shortly after that, it was, you know, that summer, he gets a permanent move to Monaco, which was this last summer that we just passed here. So this move was a, is a was viewed as a, as a big coup for Monaco. Everyone thought that's like, wow, you know, you kind of got this guy who had a down year last year, but he is like a future when it comes to left wing back, left back play. But he's kind of continue the form that he had his second season at, Tor at Torino. So he immediately became a starter at Monaco. 
and he started his first match against Null, and in a 3-1 win, played 88 of the 90, 90 plus minutes. Started his second match, played the full 90 in a 0-0 draw against Lille. Third match, played the full 90 in a 2-1 loss to Bordeaux. Fourth match, played 81 minutes in a 3-2 loss to Marseille. And that's just in the league. Um, and in the Champions League, he was on the bench. He, um, he didn't play. Oh, actually, no. He, sorry, he played. See? I misspoke here. This is where it got bad. He played in a Champions League match against Club Bruges in Belgium. Now, this one was ugly. He His who scored rating for that match alone was a 4.89. He played the full 90 minutes. That's the lowest score I've seen. He They lost 4-0 to Club Bruges in Belgium. And Bruges should never beat Monaco. <laughs> Ever. Um, and it happened. And it was, I mean, that was the match that kind of lit the spark, and everyone was like, this player is awful. And that's, that's where things started to struggle. And nobody knows really what happened because unless you were in the room involved with the player, but literally after that, he was not in the squad, then started, not in the squad, then started, was subbed out, not in the squad, on the bench, started, on the bench. And then from that point on, from November 4th, 2018, to present day, Antonio Barreca did not even appear on the bench for Monaco, a, a relegation side in um, in Ligue 1. He didn't even appear. Uh, there was in, until the Coupe de France, which was January 6th. He played a, a I don't even know what what tier they are in the French system, but they're definitely like a lower side. They're, they're a semi-pro club. They beat him one nothing, and Barreca got the assist. Um, played 75 minutes in the match, and that's it. And that, that was a, a low. A, I mean, it's a semi-pro team. And that's it. I mean, that's his only appearance since November. So we're getting a player that's very fresh, that's like very green. Because you think about it, he's played, he's appeared in, in 13 matches in two years, and he started two of them. So it's, it's a player that, that hasn't gotten a lot under his belt recently. And that's my biggest concern is, like, what's going on? Like, it, are, is he still hindered hindered by muscle injuries that he had the previous season at Torino? Is he Does he have attitude issues? Is that why he got sent down to the U19s at Torino? Is that why Thierry Henry just refused to play him for one, two, three, uh, for nine consecutive league matches? I mean, what what is the full reason for all this? And that's something that I think we're up to today that Rafa is going to sense. So today was announced, Breca signed. Um, he, an Italian journalist wrote this, but it was a 900K loan fee. And then there's a buyout clause that's fixed at, fixed at just under 8 mil. So I think that's actually pretty high for a player that's only played 13 matches in two years i i was thinking like four mil i think that would be more reasonable um but hey i mean that's what it, if that's what it said it said at then good for monaco but so he is the he'll be the third italian born player to represent newcastle um alessandro pistone david stanton and giuseppe rossi who was born in the usa uh, i will point that out but he's obviously an italian 
international. He will be um, the fourth then if I count Giuseppe. Uh, but he's also the third player from Monaco to move to Newcastle uh, with Frank Dumas in 1999 and Emmanuel Rivière in 2014. All right, so let's get into some of the play style of Bereka. Um, so his strengths. <clears throat> One is like getting in passing lanes and blocking the ball. I think he's really good at just kind of reading play a little bit. And that leads into a second strength for me, which is like, I don't want to be lame and say like, oh, he concentrates a lot, but like he has pretty intense focus. I don't think Breck is the type of player that's going to stray from his position and wander around or be caught out of position as much. He he has a good bit of speed to him, good bit of pace, and he's going to stay in his stay on that left side and really lock it down. So I think that's something that Rafa is really going to to build on because he knows that there's going to be a liability there. I, I mean, a, not a liability there because he's going to stay in place. Now I'll move to weaknesses, and this is where I think most people are going to disagree with me, is I think his weaknesses are crossing the ball, passing the ball, and tackling. And I think the last part is, the tackling part is the most um, shocking for me. So, and, and Newcastle man. So crossing, like I mentioned with his first year at Torino, that, that got him all the plaudits and what Newcastle was saying, oh, he, you know, really good at moving forward and getting the ball into the box. But they're not good crosses. They're just not. And Torino did well because they had outrageous attacking players that season that were performing out of their minds, which internally, I think, made Areca a better player because of it. So, you know, a lot of you should be saying thank you. I mean, you're welcome <laughs> to Bereka, but I think his crosses were never that good. I mean, they, I think they were swung too high into the box. They were never direct. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's actually picking out crosses. I think he's like, oh, let me just throw this up there, see what happens, which I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's that good. Um, his passing, he, he does some short passes and he misplaces a lot. Let's leads to a lot of turnovers. Um, and, and, what I'm saying is a small sample size also because, like like I said, I've, I'm only doing YouTube scouting here. Like, I've seen maybe two live matches of him playing. And, like, I'm, I see some some matches that I've seen where, you know, he's just, like, hitting a little too wide or stopping a counterattack because he misplaces a pass by a little bit. It all is important. And the last part is tackling. He's not the type of player to go in, in a hard tackle. Like, he's not going to Paul Dummett or Jamal LaSalle's type of tackle coming through. He he might not even try to tackle. He might not even get down. He doesn't dive into tackles. That's just something he doesn't do. And I think that's going to be the biggest concern for Newcastle supporters because we like that player who rolls in the dirt a bit. Like, there's nothing better than a player who, like, sells himself out for Newcastle. And, you know, and there's nothing wrong with not doing that, but that's just not the player he is. So that's something that, those, those are some weaknesses that I see Rafa's going to spend the most time on working. You see what he's done with Yedlin in the time that Yedlin's been at Newcastle and how he's improved. There's some like technical things that Yedlin just did not do until he got to Newcastle, and I think Rafa could really exploit that for Bereka. Um, but his style of play, he, he does love to cross, he does love to dribble, and he does like to play short passes. That's, his, that's what he loves to do, and that's what he does his most of. Just for me personally, I don't rate that skill set those skill sets of him but that's what he does so it's going to be really interesting to see how 
I think Rafa is going to make this a project of his. I think that because Rafa is very familiar with like the Italian player by managing there, I, I think it's something that that is going to be pretty exciting for me to watch because, I mean, Rafa's in my opinion the best manager in Europe, and he's won everything he could win. So it's going to be cool to have a player like this who was once known as like one of the top young players in Europe under the direction of Rafa Benitez. And I, I think it could end up going very well. But if it doesn't, there I, I'm so interested to see what finds what happens with this player. It, I don't think it's as sure of a thing as Almiron is. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see this player play. I think if we do our three at the back, five at the back formation, I think I still put Richie there until Bereka gets comfortable in Rafa's system. But I think Bereka could be on the bench as early as this Saturday even. Um, good Spurs, but I, I'm excited to see what Rafa does with him. I think with his breakout year and with Rafa coaching, I think he can get some confidence back in this player and really make something happen. So wish him all the best. Uh, but that is all that I'm doing today for Antonio Barreca. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you haven't listened to it already, go check out our emergency podcast on Miguel Also, episode 39, where we review our win against Man City and preview our match. As always, CHN Radio, we love you. I'm your host, Frank Troxel. The lasses lost the crinolines and the bales that hide their faces. I got two black eyes and a broken nose and gammons of bleeding razors. Across the chain bridge.
Kings retained to blade and tune. The bellman he was carrying there, they called him Jackie Broom. I saw him talking to some chaps, and then he was persuading. The Gamsey Jordy Ridley showing the mechanics how it bladed. Coffee Johnny had a white hat on, they yelled, we stole the cuddy. There were spice stalls and monkey shows and ad wife selling ciders. And a chap with a hat in his own devotion, no more lads for riders. Oh, no. 